0: back to more serious things. And we have this ransomware attack on the Toronto Hospital for Sick Kids. But what a dramatic development in the last little while, where the organization that sort of leads this effort by creating the means to shake down an enterprise, a town, a private corporation, something like a hospital. Those people decided that shaking down the hospital for sick kids was too much because it was done by one of their partners. So they're no longer going to partner with whoever pulled off this. And then they offered a decryptor to allow the hospital for sick kids to unlock their data. Cybersecurity expert Ritesh Kotak joins us now to shed an expert's uh, light on what we need to know and learn about this and other stories of ransomware. Ritesh, good to have you. Good morning. Happy New Year. Happy New Year and good morning. Okay, so let's not presume we all know exactly what is going on here. I mean, ransomware attack is you find a way, I guess, through some sort of a backdoor. Uh, it's like the Death Star. And you seize the data for a given institution. And then you say, if you want this back, you got to pay us.
1: That's pretty much it. So if we just break it down, ransom is you ask for money and usually in the form of cryptocurrency. And then where actually stands for malware, malicious software, where uh, the data gets uh, either copied or copied and encrypted. And they kind of just hold it for ransom until you pay up. And when you do, you get a key, a decryptor key that will take all that data that's now being jumbled and unjumble it for you. Does it unjumble all of it, or is there necessarily going to be some, I don't know what you'd call it, wastage? There's definitely going to be wastage. Uh, it doesn't unjumble all of it. Here's I've seen uh, people use decryptors, and they only end up getting 60% back in some cases. Uh, in other cases, here's the problem is you're working with criminal organizations, so you end up uh, getting a decryptor um, w- through whatever means, and it just doesn't even work. Look, these guys are in the business of encrypting and taking money, not decrypting. But it also, I think we were all astonished to learn a
0: few years ago that gang members in Toronto can rent a gun in order to pull off a hit and then they take the gun back. And it would seem that there are different arms of this sort of ransomware where this company provides everything you need to do it, but somebody else executes it. And that's where the
1: two of them got into trouble. Absolutely. So think about it this way, is they provide the burglar tools. In this case, it's ransomware as a service. So this is the the code, the exploits. Whenever you go onto, let's say your iPhone or your Google, your your Samsung phone, and you look in the respective app stores and you see a bunch of updates, the reason those updates are there is because majority of the time they're security related. They're not new features. And if you don't update it, there's a vulnerability. And so this ransomware is continuously changing to exploit these types of vulnerabilities. So this group, Drupal create these burglar tools, essentially, and then the partners are the actual burglars. Now, they charge a fee for the ransomware itself, I guess that maintains operation, and they take a cut of the pie. And, yeah, I mean, how how necessarily does that work? Do do, do these people just sort of uh, meet up online and go back and forth, or do they hold meetings? that's pretty much how it works it's not that element of it is not as sophisticated so they usually meet on uh, private sites that are encrypted I think we've heard of tor the onion router um, it's kind of the dark underbelly of the internet in some cases so they will they'll meet in these places that you can't essentially Google um, they will have conversations through different encrypted means and and apps that are untraceable uh for the most part um, nothing is really completely untraceable and uh, they will transact and they'll enter into a business relationship. Do they ever go after private citizens or in terms of business
0: mom-and-pop operations, or is that too small potatoes?
1: No, it's not small potatoes because you think about it this way is um, small to mid-sized businesses is actually the target market. Now, some of these partners will go after big fish because there is this element of credibility and kind of moving up the ranks in, the, I guess, the the partnership world. Um, but they do, go, do, they do go after SMBs because they, they have less IT uh, infrastructure in place. It might be more difficult for them to detect these types of attacks, and they may be more likely to pay.
0: I've always understood that apparently there's some sort of a code of people involved in hacking that they should only ever go
1: after people who deserve it. <laughs> well, here's the thing: is that uh, clearly the statement that's been put out. So, here's the thing: um, the Lockbit ransomware gang puts out the statement, and they say, "Look, you can you can cripple system, you can cripple systems that impact patients, but feel free to steal their data and hold it for ransom." So, I guess there is a kind of line in the sand that they're that they're drawing. But um, at the end of the day, it's financially motivated, and they'll cast the widest net that they possibly can, and they'll try to um, exploit it for the greatest economic return that they can receive. Right, Ash, thank you. Always good to have you. Thank you so much for having me.